The Fertilizer Institute is asking the U.S. government to update transportation infrastructure. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Kathy Mathers is the vice president of public affairs with the Fertilizer Institute. She says updating railroad, locks and dams, and easing trucking regulations would go a long way in helping farmers not only have access to vital nutrients, but also keep fertilizer affordable. Before we dive into the weeds of logistics, Kathy says there's no straight answer on where fertilizer prices are projected to move this year due to global events. As we look back at prices, I mean, we certainly saw prior to October of last year that that prices really had spiked, and none of your listeners will be surprised to hear me say that. Um, Depending on the nutrient, uh, prices started to come down, and up until about, you know, two or so weeks ago, we're kind of at a, a low level for the year. But now we've seen a little bit of a spike, probably somewhat due to the fact that we have growers going out in the field, and figuring out exactly what they need. And um, and the supply chain is, is always stressed, but it's really stressed now. So where are fertilizer prices going? The answer to that is it depends. It depends on what's happening in the world. So to your point, yes, the Russia and Ukraine situation, China had um, banned exports of its fertilizer. So we have some big, huge players in the in the world business being very uncertain and very just not knowing kind of what or how much we're going to be able to get from them. And so, so it depends on that, depends on kind of what's happening geopolitically. Also depends on demand. So last year we had corn prices were over the roof. And so as a result of those corn prices, growers wanted to grow corn. Nitrogen became a big deal. And so the push for that nitrogen then created that increased demand and as well as, you know, just a need for things on the right in time, you know, just in time delivery. Additionally, with natural gas in Europe going to crazy prices, we lost like about 70% of all nitrogen, uh, nitrogen production in Europe was shut down. So farmers in Europe needed to get nitrogen from somewhere. I don't mean to give you to dance around it, but it does really depend on what the issues, you know, issues of the day are. And it's geopolitical, it's economic, it's supply chain. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I would say that the, you know, the words of advice I'd have for your growers or for your listeners would be to work with their retailer. Their fertilizer and ag chem retailer will be talking to manufacturers, talking to importers, basically just sort of feeling out the market. And they're going to have a better sense of what specific growers in certain areas should be doing. And they'll, you know, if you are able to communicate what you, as a grower, what you need to them, then that gives them the intelligence to then go out and make sure that that's available. And Kathy, let's talk about the availability and the, and the supply of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash, and P and K. Is there enough out there? Absolutely. Um, and that's one of the things that we really are stressing here today is that there is enough fertilizer produced. It's uh, the biggest question is how to get it to where where it needs to be for that just-in-time delivery. And the supply chain is just further gunked up by all sorts of, as we just talked about, all these geopolitical things, logistics. We have a really old system of locks and dams that are, you know, basically, I think, 
originally built in like the 1920s technology that we're, we're basically we've kind of put duct tape on and said you know let's make sure this works so we've got a lot of a lot of issues on the good side we have uh, you know, we don't have the rail strike threat that we had in the past and that was you know if you look at every every ton of fertilizer might need two or three modes of transportation in order to get to the ultimate consumer and so all those things are really important speaking of rail i didn't know that fertilizer relied so heavily on rail yeah it's uh, i think uh, there's a, there's a probably over 50% of all fertilizer travels at some point by rail and so that's a huge, huge issue. And in particular, rail is, is one of the safest ways to transport something like ammonia, which probably a lot of your growers are using. So basically for every rail car, you've got like four trucks on the road. And we all know what our roads look like right now. We don't want more trucks on the road. So rail is just a really integral part of it. So even though the rail strikes are over, though, what's happening with the railroads today where you're still seeing some um, hiccups? I think that there are just hiccups in the system. There are due, some due to some labor, other labor issues, crew size and some other things. Um, also capacity, you know, the, just the ability, you know, rail car availability. And then there are some, you know, just lots of, I would say, a mix of regulatory business decisions being made by the railroads that are impacting, you know, the the just-in-time delivery. Who are you talking to? What are the solutions to improving our transportation systems, whether it's rail or those lock and dams? Believe it or not, transportation is one of the top issues that we work on. We have one person who does full-time nothing but transportation issues. It's working with the Surface Transportation Board to ensure that, um, you know, that there's fairness. If there's going to be uh, a railroad merger, that we don't lose capacity in that railroad merger to ensure that things, um, working with FRA, the Federal Railway Administration, to ensure that things like PSR, the precision railroading, is um, is conducted in a way that doesn't, or implemented in a way that doesn't impact overly um, burden commodity products like ours. And then working with DOT, you know, on, you know, on truck regulations. So we're kind of, uh, you know, and then, of course, the Army Corps of Engineers with the, uh, with the locks and dams. So uh, we're kind of got our um, hands all over. What are some of the truck regulations you're looking into? I think what we're looking at right now uh, largely are the, on the commercial driver's license side of things, you know, ensuring it's that last mile delivery to those, um, to those growers who, who may not be close to a retailer who's right on the rail line, who... Um, who need to, um, you know, during a, a busy spring season, we need to have those uh, the anhydrous nurse tanks on the on the road as you know sometimes beyond what is mandated in the um, in the hours of service. And so we've we've been pretty fortunate in that. Um, we're also working, um, you know, work on some regulatory issues with regard to um, just transportation protocols related to, to fertilizer. So a little bit of everything. What does the Fertilizer Institute want to see in the 2023 Farm Bill? Believe it or not, we do have some asks, and they all really relate to ensuring that um, that growers can get what they need in terms of technical assistance. So right now, a retailer, a crop advisor who works for a retailer, the nutrient management plan that he or she writes is not eligible for cost share money. 
that would go to the grower. We're trying to get some language put in the farm bill that would allow those retailers, those certified crop advisors, to become technical service providers. Not that they would get the money, but then that their customers could get the money. It would be a more streamlined process. And so I'd say that is our one of our biggest asks. We're also asking for um, to have a potash and phosphate put on the critical minerals list. And what's the appetite sound like for those things? We have a, a bill that may be introduced soon, um, and it's a pretty bipartisan issue, so there's, there's interest on both sides of the aisle on this. Just a question of whether or not it's something that Congress is willing to do or if it's something that they would prefer to, to leave to the Bureau of Land Management. Kathy Mathers along with us, the Vice President of Public Affairs with the Fertilizer Institute, giving us an outlook on their goals for the 2023 congressional session. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.